So you are single. <sighs> no longer uh, dating your uh, girlfriend. Why? Um, you guys decided to part as friends. You realized that you were you were much better friends than you were lovers. You know. Okay. <clears throat> and and honestly, it's like neither one of you wishes each other any kind of ill will. Sure. You know, um, you had to get a uh, <coughs> a kidney transplant. Oh, why? She, um, it was just some kind of genetic thing that happened uh, to you. You were at a soccer game. Uh, you're watching um, the Austin Bats against the uh, the the Rosie Realm. Um, the Rosie Realm. Yeah, it's like this kind of it's a magic dimension but they have a, a soccer team god damn it pat so uh everyone on the team is like an ogre or like a uh, a wizard or whatever that's not fair well they don't use any of their powers they, they just play you know so uh, at one point um this sucks at one point the austin bats uh are up by one and you scream you'll never win you stupid motherfuckers and like a wizard who uh, is on the Rosie Realm team hears you and like, looks at you and points at you and he curses you to have a bad kidney. I thought they weren't even bringing any magic shit. Well, no, not. I mean that, but that doesn't affect the game. It just he just cursed you. What so the fuck? Your your kidney started to shut down, and um, your ex your ex girlfriend uh, gave you my current girlfriend, who in this scenario is your ex girlfriend. Okay. Gave you uh, like her kidney, like she like donated, and it was a perfect match. Like she saved your life. Wow. That's... You 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 actually end up introducing her to her husband. He's a guy you worked with, and he's a great guy. Like he's his what's na his name? His name is Antonio Vingeletti. <laughs> <laughs> Antonio Vingeletti, six foot nine. Whoa, just. Big Italian guy, you know, Antonio Vingeletti. He works with you and yeah. he's a great dude. Like you. Yeah. You guys actually like he's the one guy from work that you'll like hang out with on the weekends and stuff. I'm he's hanging out with just a six foot nine inch tall guy all yeah. the time. And he's like, but he's just chill as fuck, dude. And like, he do just, I have to give him a ride anywhere? No, he has his own, his own car. <laughs> what does he drive? Uh, he drives a Lamborghini. <laughs> a what? Yeah. Why? Because he's. Is independently he, wealthy but he, he was six foot nine and he's driving a lamborghini pat yeah it's specially made it's how, called a vingeletti lamborghini how well off is this guy to have his own lamborghini named after him um his family back in the day they coined the word uh because <laughs> and uh they became billionaires because of it like he is fuck you money but you know any of this. You you found this out all after the fact. Antonio Vingeletti, yeah. six foot nine inch, independently wealthy man with his own Lamborghini. Yeah, billionaire, yeah. And what happened was he had entered the workforce because he just wanted to find like a new you know, his wife and stuff. Uh he didn't want to get married. <laughs> he wanted to find his wife at work. Well, he just wanted to find his wife among the common people, you know. He didn't want to like marry some, <laughs> you know, European aristocratic, whatever. Okay. He's like, I just need to find someone cool, down to earth, whatever. And, and I introduce my current he girlfriend. Says, yeah, he says that to you. He's like, I just need to find someone who's like kind and cool and like, you know, understanding, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, huh. 
I got just the gal for you. My current girlfriend? Yeah. Because Why would I introduce my current girlfriend to a guy looking to find a, a billionaire looking to find a wife? Because this is after you guys have broken up. And you're like, you know what? I like this, you know, even though we're not together, I still love this girl. And so I she's want- not my current girlfriend? No, okay. not at all. And you're like, I want her to be happy. And you're like, oh, yeah, I, I know someone. And like you introduce them. And like within a year, they're married. You're his best man at the wedding. You give a speech. That's fucking strange. You give uh, a speech at the uh, reception. And you talk about the, the bonds of friendship and uh, the very meaning of love. There is not a dry eye in the house. And then you finish it by going, the aristocrats. It fucking kills. People like laughing. Yeah. So anyway, you guys uh, are no longer together. Okay. And uh, you're hanging out. Single. And am I happy about it? You're. You know what? You're like. Look. What I was that. Would I rather be with this woman than not? Yes. Am I happy for a current situation? Yes. Okay. It's very bittersweet and frankly, very poignant. Okay. Am I over her? For the yeah, yeah, for the most part. Okay. So uh you're hanging out and uh you have uh, the sniffles. God damn it. Just the sniffles? Yeah, but you're like, man, I gotta get rid of this. So you go to see your doctor. Yeah. Doctor Cool Dude. And he Doctor uh, Cool Dude? Yeah. And he um he gives you like some pills and stuff or whatever. And then he's like, um, all right, well, uh, talk to you soon. Hope things are going well. Take those pills and take them well, my my brother. What kind of pills are they? They're just sniffle pills. What? He created them himself. That doesn't sound real, Pat. A doctor isn't a guy who's going to create drugs himself. This guy does. Dr. Cool Dude doesn't fuck around, man. I don't trust that. I'm not going to trust homemade pills. He's, he's, this guy's been your doctor for the last like five years. My doctor. He's seen your balls. Currently sucks. So many times. But that doesn't mean he can make pills. Like if he wanted to, he could sketch a ve- a 98% accurate portrait of, of your ball sack. So you trust this guy. But with pills? I mean... I mean, if, if you do trust the guy, would you take pills uh, from someone that you trust? Or would you not? You don't have to. I mean, I wouldn't take homemade pills from him, Pat. Yeah. If they were pills that I got from a pharmacy that came from a lab, yeah. I'm not going to take some homemade pill. Sure. And he's like, all right, well, you know, you don't have to, but okay. And he goes, well, I'll see you later, Aaron. Can I have them at least? He goes, in case I change my mind. Of course. Hands them to you. You drive home. There is a uh, right next door to the doctor's office. There is like a a milkshake shop. Yeah. What's it called? It's called. Shake that ass over here, huh? (laughs) Jesus. You got your milkshakes. Underneath it says that. It's called shake that ass over here, hon. Underneath it says we've got your milkshakes. Yeah. God damn. And they're good. And you've been reading about this place for like a while. They dairy free? They have the dairy free option. Okay. You go there. 
you get a uh, strawberry and caramel shake. <laughs> I don't think those are two that I would put together. See, you don't think that, but you <laughs> yeah. decided to try something new, you know? You're trying to try new <laughs> that things. doesn't sound very good. You go to pay for it, the guy behind the counter goes, it's on the house, man. I've seen your comedy, and I love it. Do I get any chocolate sauce in there? He or is it just strawberry caramel? He goes, oh, do you want some chocolate sauce? Yes, give me a little squirt. He squirts that in. It's the perfect <laughs> amount of chocolate sauce. Great. And he goes, but yeah, it's on me, buddy. Thanks, man. I've I appreciate seen it. you perform. I love it. <clears throat> you know, you. keep keep it up. Thanks. I appreciate the ice cream. He's like, all right, man. You leave. He gets fired for giving away uh, merchandise. That's on him. Yeah. You know, I mean, I can't. <clears throat> I would gladly pay for it. Sure. But, but you know. yeah, I mean, you made no effort. But so um, you. That's uh, his fault. You slurp down that fucking milkshake right yeah you got a big ass straw yeah it goes down your tight little throat god <laughs> that's so gross and why you, do you say it like that pat that's so gross within like three minutes it's all gone oh that's disgusting what tight little throat i'm just telling you what, Come on. what, what i'm just telling you what happened so um, you uh, as soon as you finish the last drop, you slurp it down. <laughs> oh God! Um, you, uh, your phone rings. What What's on doing? the car ID? It's this cool dude, comma doctor. Okay, that's a hello. He goes, yeah. So uh, we we crushed the pills. We put them in that milkshake. He goes, so uh, what the fuck. Just let me know how you feel, okay? I've just been drugged. He goes, yeah, but it's, it's you're being drugged to, to stop your sniffles, babe. I hate this so much. He goes, all right, well, I'll talk to you soon. Love you. Fuck. I mean, no, sorry. I hang up. I just hang up. That fucking sucks. Yeah. You wake up the next day and your sniffles are gone. Great. What do I have instead? Well, what happens is, uh, well, nothing. So what happens is you kind of get up, you get ready. Yeah. And um, it's your day off. You're going to hang out with your uh, buddy from work, uh, Skeeter Dunn is his name. Skeeter Dunn? Pat? Yeah, but this guy rules. What's Skeeter's deal? Um, He is from Kentucky. Yeah. He loves uh, to skateboard. Okay. And he's a good guy to have on your side. Why? He's just like a really cool guy. Everyone likes him. He knows everyone. Oh, great. I like people like it's that. It's a thing where if 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 you and if you and him were like, oh, let's get something to eat, and you go downtown to some restaurant, like, oh, and you walk in, like, oh, I'm sorry, we have a two-hour wait. Skeeter Dunn walks in and they go, Hang on, Skeeter? And he goes, Hey, what's up, Melanie? And they're like, Oh, I can't believe it. And then uh you you get seated immediately, immaculate service. Everybody knows and loves Skeeter Dunn. They love Skeeter Dunn. Sounds like a great guy to hang out with. So you decide to, to hang out with him. Uh, Do I call him Skeet? Would you? I don't know. Am I allowed to? Yeah. Okay. I probably would at some point, just for my own curiosity. So you call you call him Skeet, and you're like, yeah, let's let's uh, let's let's hang. So he's like, yeah. So uh, he comes over to your house, to pick you up. You're like, yeah, let's go bowling or something. 
And uh, he's like, yeah, I'm just going to uh, go to the bathroom real quick. He comes out. He starts drinking some water. And then uh, you don't really have, you kind of go like, oh, have you uh, heard from my uh, from my ex lately? And Angelo? And he's like, what? What do you do? Have I heard from You say it to him. He says that? No, no, you said to him because like he I was asked like him if he's heard from my ex. Yeah, because he's like <clears throat> he was pretty tight with both of you. When you guys split up for honestly for a second, you thought like I wonder how this is gonna affect Skeeter. Yeah. And then you felt like a fool because Skeeter is such a good friend. Yeah. You know, he good goes dude. back and forth between the sides like it's nothing. And you don't even feel weird about it. Yeah. It's Skeeter. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. what, what are you gonna he goes, your ex? What are you talking about? She who? Got, she got married. She got, to who? <clears throat> He's a six foot nine inch Italian self-made billionaire. I can't even recall his name. And he's just so But weird. it was fucking ridiculous. He goes, Aaron, are you feeling okay? Yeah, well, yeah, why? He goes, oh, I know what's happening. He's like, you got a beautiful minded. What? So your girlfriend never actually existed. It was a. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? It was a figment that? of your imagination. God damn it. And like, when you guys were together, you always wondered, man, I wonder how I got so lucky. How did I land her? You know? And now you know how. It just wasn't real. Uh, so like the, the guy, Angelo, isn't real. Like, no, that shit's real. So what's what all has been a lie? How much of my life has been a lie, Pat? Just the relationship. She didn't exist. That's a huge part of my everyday life. Yeah. How was I paying rent? You were just living life the, the same way. You were, um, you know, still uh, working at your job and stuff like that. Doing yeah. comedy on the side. And, and the you had enough who, for rent. Yeah. Because the other people who knew her. Yeah. When you talk to them, they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? They have no recollection of who she None. is. God damn it, Pat. Yeah. Fuck you. So um, you're, you're hanging out. So you're single, basically. And uh, you are hanging out. This sucks. And uh, suddenly, you like, in your living room, you hear like a sound. What the fuck? What do you do? I don't know, Pat. I wait for whatever's going to happen to happen. I can't do anything when I hear a strange noise. I look around. I try to investigate it. But everything fucking sucks. So what do you the, want me to do? Well, I'm asking. What do you do? Do you walk I would the, look around and see where that fucking noise is coming from, Pat. So you walk in, and standing in front of you is a, a group of people. In my apartment? Yeah. What the fuck? There's uh, St. Thomas Aquinas. <sighs> Immanuel Kant. Confucius. Ayn Rand. Yeah. And Chet Lightning. And... They, and and uh, Emmanuel Kant steps forward and he goes, Aaron, we are the philosopher friends. They were, they were all wearing blue T-shirts, uh, but they have philosopher friends written on it. But uh, friends is, it says PP because uh, friends is spelled P-H-R-I-E-N-T-S. I say, okay, I don't want to hear a word out of Chet Lightning. <laughs> say, I'll talk to you. That's my, that's my deal. Chet Lightning doesn't speak. And we're fine. And I'll talk to you. Emmanuel, and then you leave my fucking apartment. 
Emmanuel Kant turns. He looks over at Chet Lightning, who like nods at him. Like he looks pretty solemn. Okay. And so um, Emmanuel Kant goes, "Look, Aaron, we're a a group of uh, philosophers who uh, travel through space and time, righting wrongs." The philosopher friends. He goes, "The Lanalax Corporation is trying to go back in time yeah. to kill." Thomas Paine. If they do that, the United States is never founded, as his writings helped inspire the American Revolution. Okay. St. Thomas Aquinas steps forward. Uh, he is wearing like armor. He has like a uh, uh, a lightsaber hanging. He's like, hi, St. Thomas Aquinas, Catholic battle priest. He goes, are you a bad enough dude to save Thomas Paine? No. No, I'm not. I'm not. I am in no way, shape, or form at all remotely prepared to do this. Zero. Ayn Rand goes, please. She goes, you ever, you ever, you ever read? Um, you ever, uh, you ever read my books? Fuck off. I don't like. 40% of you people. And I don't know enough about the other ones. I probably won't like them either. So Confucius steps forward. He's like, look, you don't understand. If, not only if they killed uh, Thomas Paine, the uh, United States never founded, but it changes the, time, the philosophy timeline. What goes, do you want me to do? They go, we need you to save them. Also, you don't talk the way i think you would talk he goes yeah everybody everybody says you talk in a different way he's like yeah i know um you know i don't mind that that people say that i mean they never met me so it's mine i don't what he sounds like a like a yoda yeah he's like yeah i love that move those movies but yeah it doesn't bother me he's like yeah i've you know learned english about uh two thousand years ago so it's not a big deal It's, it's flawless thank you he goes thank you brother he goes uh, he goes, will you help us save? What do you want me to do? Thomas Paine. You haven't said what you, what is that? What does that entail? They're like, look, we're going to send you back in time and you're going to stop the Lanolax corporation from murdering this guy. How? St. Thomas Aquinas takes off his lightsaber. He tosses it towards you. You watch it come towards you almost in slow motion. You catch it perfectly. I'm not capable of wielding this. I don't know anything about this. I don't know anything about how to handle a fucking lightsaber. I'm not skilled at this at all. Emmanuel Kant's like, hey, man, like you just kind of turn it on and stab people. Yeah. Not a big deal. Will you help the philosophy friends? What does what I can walk around with? What do you want me to do? They go, look, they kind of all look over at Chet Lightning. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. They all nod. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas looks at you. He goes, look, if you do this. If I do what? If you save Thomas Paine. How? We'll, we'll get into it in a second, but if you save him, we will make your girlfriend real. God damn it. And we'll make sure that Angela fuck never even <laughs> meets her. Confucius looks at you. 
His eyes brim with tears. Ayn Rand is like, come on, please. Shut up. Stop. You're an asshole. I don't want to hear from Ayn Rand either. So look at her. She just nods. Do you do it? Do you save Thomas Paine to bring your girlfriend to life who never sure. existed? Sure. I and mean, so, was there, are they going to help me learn how to wield a sword? Otherwise, what good is it going to be if I'm dead immediately? Jet Lightning takes a like his pointer finger. He draws a circle in the air, and like a little like portal appears. Yeah, they kind of like point. He points at it, indicating for you to jump through. What do you do? I go through it. You jump through, and as you through through, you just hear uh, from behind you. Just hear, Fuck you! You just hear. Good luck, Aaron. <laughs> It's me, a Chet <laughs> Lightning. Damn, I hate Chet Lightning. I'm also a philosopher. God damn it. He goes, good luck, Aaron. Fuck you, Chet. That's what I scream from the abyss. Fuck you. You're my second least favorite character. Fuck you, <laughs> Chet. So the portal <laughs> closes, and uh, you kind of like land hard on your knees. You jump up. Like, what the fuck? So you're in a... Uh, you know, England. You can just tell. From outside here, people are like, Hello! <laughs> I want some boiled cabbage! <laughs> and then you go, Oi, we don't, we got no boiled cabbage, mate. So you're like, oh, I'm probably in England. I'm hearing a marital scuffle. Yeah. And they, they move on. Uh, they, they they get into an argument, and then they have uh, passionate makeup sex. <laughs> you yep. watch the whole thing. I watch these two people. From the alley. Have sex. Am I peeking in a window while they're fucking? No, they're just out in the street. What? Yeah, and I'm just standing in the alley with them, watching them, them have sex? Yeah. They see you. They don't give a shit. They actually kind of go a little faster. Man. I just watched two people fucking in an alley in England in the 1800s, I guess. So you come out of the alley, and you see uh, a house, and it's Thomas Paine's house. All right. And you know it's his house because it's- uh, It's the house of Paine? It's it's shaped in a P. <laughs> so you uh, and you see like uh, how is that structurally sound? You have no idea. The house of the end. You think to yourself, the house of pain keeps its secrets. <laughs> so you see these guys dressed in like uh, paramilitary gear, like run towards the house of pain, and you see him enter the enter it. What do you do? I follow. You run inside. Yeah. What do you do? Am I, am I, there's, there's four of them. Am I assuming that these people are there to kill Thomas Paine? They're from the Lannis Corporation. They have, they have then big I, I try to kill them all. What do you do? I mean, what, what's, I, are they in front of me? Yeah. And I have a lightsaber. Mm -hmm. And they, they all turn around and look at you and like they're kind of shocked for a second. I try to sw swipe through two of them at once. So you, uh, you ignite the lightsaber and you slice as hard as you can. And these guys are disintegrated down the middle. Good. They're, the top of them go fall like slowly slide off the bottom. And you hear him yell, oh, no. I'll always love you, Jordan. They die. The other two start firing on you. What do you do? Are they standing next to each other? Yeah. I wait for a break. And then I 
throw the lightsaber while it's turned on. I like I frisbee it at them. Yeah. So it spins around through the air. So it, to like cut them like waist high, cut their bodies in half. It slices both their heads off, and it does it so fast that the heads actually like leap from one body to another. Oh no! Yeah, exchange so, heads. Yeah, so now like you, you do it so quickly and so fast that like the sheer brutality of it causes uh, the different heads to go on the different bodies, and um, you see a look in their eyes that just just makes you think of hell, and they both die. So um, you grab your lightsaber, you go upstairs. Thomas Payne's there. He's like, he's like, what was that about? I'd say, look, there's people here sent to kill you. I'm here to try to help protect you. And he goes, Oi! All right, governor. He's got a terrible accent. He goes, Where how do we get out of here? Where can we go that you be safe? He goes, We can go out the back way. There's an alley that uh he goes, there's a bunch of alleys behind my buildings. I know exactly how to get out of here. He goes, Oh, thank you, sir, for protecting me and keeping me safe and sound. Then let's go. Where where am I supposed to take this fucking dude? He jumps on your back. Where am I supposed to take him? He goes, go, I'll direct you. So he directs you. Uh, where, do, where does the, where do the, uh, where do the people want me to take him? They just want you to uh, keep him safe from the Landlax Corporation. Okay, fine. So he jumps on your back and you kind of, like, he's pretty light. And uh, you run downstairs and you run into the alley. And right as you run into the alley, you hear like reinforcements come in. Yeah. And he goes, all right, left, right, left. He kind of like, like guides you through. Yeah. Uh, all, everyone who's chasing after you, they get like. Stuck in that maze and eaten by a minotaur. Interesting. The minotaur of London. Everybody does but me. Yeah, because, you know, he knows how to get out of there. Yeah. So Thomas Payne gets you out of there, and he's like, oh, God. He's like, Aaron, you saved me. Good. He goes, I don't know who those guys were, but thank you. Thank you. Let's keep you safe. And he goes... He goes, I know exactly what to do. He goes, I'm going to jump on a boat and I'm going to sail away to America tomorrow. I'll be safe there. Great. And he, goes, and he puts his hand on your uh, shoulder. And he goes, you're a good person, Aaron. I know. Th- suddenly a portal uh, appears in front of you and you hear, hey, Aaron. Fuck you. It's me, Edshet Lightning. Fuck you. You succeeded in your quest. Come on back, brother. Ugh. Chet Lightning. Shut up. What do you do? I go through the fucking portal. <laughs> so you go through the portal and the philosopher friends are standing in front of you and they're all like cheering and jumping up and down and like hugging and high-fiving. Uh, like, a, like fucking St. Thomas Aquinas is like, it's like pounding for locos. They're having a party. Hell they're like, yeah. They're like, you did it, Aaron. Great. And then uh, he, he goes, can I have the lightsaber back? Do you still have it? Yeah. He takes it from me. He goes, thanks, Aaron. He brings it close to his face and he goes, I missed you. So then uh, he goes, all right, well, uh, we do owe you. So we're going to bring your girlfriend to life. They all hold hands. Emmanuel Kant, St. Thomas Aquinas, Confucius. Ayn Rand and Chet Lightning. And you see them like concentrate. And like in the middle of the circle, you see like a ball of light yeah. that slowly takes shape and solidifies as your girlfriend. And she looks over you and she goes, Aaron. 
Oh, my goodness. And she goes, I don't know about you, but I could really go for a slice of pecan pie. And she just like laughs. It's an inside joke that you guys had. Like, yeah, one, uh, yeah one time um, you guys were hanging out and uh, this couple broke up uh, like in front of like pretty much in front of like uh, your window. They got into this huge screaming match and like they're like, we're through or whatever. And then, like the guy walked away. And then the the girl like just kind of stood there for a minute, and then out loud to no one, she goes, "Well, guess I'm gonna get a slice of pecan pie." That's kind of like a like an in joke with you guys, man. Yeah, that sucks. That so what do you do? Hard to watch. Yeah, I don't know. Get a slice of pie, I guess. So uh, you go to you know? the, the nearest place. It's called uh, Pie Giant. Pie Giant. Yeah. It's a, uh, they, all they do is serve pie and all of the servers are, they have to be at least uh, seven feet tall. Jesus Christ. How many do they have? 30. There are 30 people who are seven feet tall living in Austin. Busy place. So you guys uh, go there, you get a slice of the pecan pie and you guys start talking like nothing has happened. Like nothing has changed. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm incredibly happy. Yeah. And then a sword comes through your... What the uh, fuck, Pat? Your a stomach. sword? Yeah. <laughs> and you go... Oh, and like your blood splatters all over your now real girlfriend's face. God and damn it, And she goes, Pat. what the hell? And then the sword like rips up and rips up and cuts your body in half. I'm putting my jacket on as we speak. And with your last like little tiny bit of energy yeah you turn around to see who it is who is it bat who it's this guy he's wearing like a like a green jumpsuit uh, he's got like long stringy gray hair he kind like you look at him and you think this guy sucks like that's just your initial thought like this guy's like an idiot yeah and you look at him and he goes And thus spoke the Prince of Vegetables. He goes, if America was never founded, we'd have so much more vegetables on this continent. Fuck you. And then he shoots you in the back of the head and you die. I didn't die from when he split my body in two, Pat. It it hurt really bad. And then he shot you in the head. Uh, All the bullets are made of carrots. Baby carrot bullets. Yeah. And instead of blood coming out of your head, uh, it's just ranch dressing. Oh, man. That might happen anyways. <laughs>